Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. We are doing the AL West preview. It is myself and Michael J. Clark. We break down every single team, key additions, key losses. We go through the entire division. We give our predictions and we bring back the Michael J. Clark fantasy draft. We draft our ideal teams. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. But enjoy the episode. We're almost there. One week away from opening day. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed, wrapping up the American League Division previews. We still got two more National Leagues, but we're doing the AL West today, and joining me, it wouldn't be MLB Division Preview Season without having on Michael J. Clark. Mike, how are you doing? G-Man, what's good, man? Uh, I'm... I'm I'm always, it's, it, you know, March is such a special month. You know, we got the tournaments uh, and uh, you, you always uh, have time for me uh, to one of these previews. It's, oh, uh, yeah. it's going to be great. Oh yeah. It's always a blast having you on. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the, uh, the you versus Greg on the AL East that the timing <laughs> didn't work out for that. So we're going to have to, we have to set that up in the middle of the season when, uh, when things start we will, going. We will, we'll, well, I mean, I will, we'll, we'll definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he he had me fired up, and it was about two certain players on one of the teams we're going to be talking about today. I'll get it, get to mm-hmm. them when we get to the to the Angels and his crazy takes on uh the two big names from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California of America, which America North America. Shout out Chris Rock once again in the in the, in the public eye. But yes, uh, yes. Mike, before we get started, how did you survive? I asked everybody this: How did you survive the MLB lockout? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you, you get, you, you get, you get tired of hearing about labor negotiations. Um, you know, th- thankfully uh, I've been keeping myself busy uh, with uh, some theater, some, some local theater endeavors. And so uh, I, I, while I was, was very nervous about baseball starting on time, baseball, uh, have a representative season. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the, the owners, the players were able to come to an agreement. Uh, I'm glad that we're going to get all 162, um, you know, uh, with some creative scheduling, some double headers. Um, I'm just, you know, I, 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 I love baseball. I'm just so happy to have baseball back. Um, you know, had it not been for the lockout, uh, we'd be, we'd be in the regular season right now, wouldn't we? Or it would be tomorrow. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, it'd be opening day would be tomorrow. And yeah, because only one week ended up getting canceled, right? They didn't end up actually canceling yes. the second week. No. Yeah. Well, like, it's, 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 you know, all of these, like, Fugazi uh, deadlines that Manfred was giving, like, you know, it's so, <laughs> you know, uh, it proved that it wasn't worth, like, the, the paper it was written on, where, you know, it was supposed to have canceled two weeks in the season, and now we're going to get all 162, and 
Um, you know, we're getting the runner on second and extra innings rule back in the 10th, apparently. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably not uh, giving the hottest a take in saying that, uh, um, you know, Manfred does some things that kind of make you shrug sometimes as a commission. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely uh, not a hot take and it's certainly not an <laughs> understatement. I do have some friends, though, that are a fan of the runner on second rule, which I still don't understand their take. They think it it makes the game. Obviously, they think it makes it go quicker, which they like so they can go to bed. But it's still just I understand. I, I think that I think that you can institute that rule instituted in the 12th. Inning. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Let them play a couple of straight up uh, and see what they can do. Yeah, exactly. Although at, at uh, who was it? The Orioles that wouldn't bring in Zach Britton. When, uh, in the playoffs, yeah, right, right, right. old, 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 uh, that old Mets uh, manager wouldn't uh, bring in Zach Britton. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe you do with the runner on second now. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I certainly survived the lockout as well. It was, it was getting tiring at times. But then, oh yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit on other episodes. But like the flurry of signings and deals that have been going down in the wake of baseball coming back has been absolutely electric because it's been happening at the same time as huge NFL news. And it's fun having baseball, you know, obviously the NFL is King, but still being in the news cycle when the NFL really tries to like find the end of spring training, like they always do with these huge news. When normally you get these crazy games, like there was a 28 to five game today. I don't know if you saw that with the, the Cardinals, but normally you get the, the Deshaun Watson trade or Carson Wentz trade at the same time as that. And you'd be like, all right, well, opening day is in a week, so we don't need to worry yeah, about baseball right now. And and they got a little help from uh, the uh, the Peacocks of St. Peter's, you know. Oh yeah, a, a Cinderella run in the tournament and that that got all people's attention. And uh, the the last dance for Coach K still going on. Uh, that's getting a lot of attention as well. So uh, it, it was it was fortunate that you know a lot of these news cycles. Um, you know, people weren't really talking a lot about the lockout. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of like really good other sports going on. Like uh, the, <laughs> the, the Eastern conference, like the battle for the one seat, like it changes every day where oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, Boston, Milwaukee and Miami and Philly are all like bunched up in the top four. Like, you don't know who's going to, like, you know, who's, who's going to be uh, you know, the one seat. Like, you think it's going to be, you know, the, those four teams are probably going to be hosting a playoff series, but like, who are they playing? Who are they hosting? So yeah. it's, it's, it's been exciting. Do you like the, uh, the play in round for the NBA? I do. I do. I do too. Uh, I think it's, I think it's exciting. Yeah. That, um, who was it? The Warriors lost in the, in the nine, eight or yeah, the nine, eight. Yeah. Was the last yeah one. It's in the Lakers. Yeah. And it was absolutely insane. It was an electric game of basketball. And uh-huh. the fact that like that was a good idea to keep the thing in. Is, the thing is, they had their opportunity in the, in the next game, but then they lost to uh, Memphis as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. Not to to stray from other sports. One last thing on the on the tournament. So my golf yeah. club is doing this dinner on Friday for the final four teams of. They're going to have different cuisines of the different cities they had. So I picked my final four teams based on that of what foods I wanted to have. None of them made mm-hmm. it. And I'm pretty sure I had all four teams that made the final four lose by the sweet 16. So I was dead wrong. <laughs> yeah. But let's jump into the baseball. That's what everybody's here for. Not here. Let's do it. So let's start. We're going to go as usual in alphabetical by city name for each team. So Houston, LA, Oakland, Seattle, Texas. Unlike the one time that we 
just telling Mike, if you remember, I think it was last year's ALS where we had to on the fly clarify that it's the team city name, not Arizona Phoenix or Texas Arlington. Yeah. So we start with Houston. Yeah. The Astros are coming back once again with high expectations with their team. They've lost some players. Obviously, the big trade with Carlos or big signing, losing Carlos Correa. He's going to the Twins. Uh, another year without George Springer. He's still out in Toronto. The Astros still projected to play very good baseball, not maybe the one seed. But, Mike, when you look at this team, what is the first thing that jumps off the paper to you? So, as long as the Astros have their core of uh, Altuve and Bregman and Gurriel and Brantley and Jordan Alvarez, like, they're, they're going to hit. You know, they're going to, um, you know, they, they, again, will be the favorites to win the AL West. I'll be surprised if they do not win the AL West. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of telling when I'm looking at this roster, I'm looking at this, uh, projected lineup that their biggest addition to the team, uh, is a pitcher who hasn't basically hasn't thrown a pitch since 2019 in, uh, their guy Verlander, uh, apparently, um, back for this season. I know the Yankees made a, uh, a run at him in free agency. Uh, I think Cressy really wanted them to. Uh, to, to, to sign him, but uh, Verlander opted to, to stay in Houston. Um, he'll, uh, he'll lead a, a starting rotation that uh, loses Granky. So Granky is, uh, is coming home, going back to uh, where it all began, Kansas City. Uh, so their starters are guys that you might not know, like based on their name, but uh, uh, Fran Valdez and Urquidy, um have had, had very solid seasons the last few seasons. And yeah. so I think they're, they're, you know, their pitching is going to do enough. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, how, how are they going to get uh, the production back offensively that they lost with Correa uh, is a good question. You know, I think right now they have Jeremy Pena slotted in at shortstop. Is that, is that what you have as well? That's what I have as well. Yeah. They, uh, the lion's share of it with Nico Gudrum backing him up, but, uh, Fangrass mm-hmm. has him at over 500 at bats, so probably the Pena show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chaz McCormick in center. Like these, these are names that you know you're not used to seeing in a Houston lineup. E- even um, you know, even names of recent past that aren't like household names, but guys like Miles Straw. You know, he was, well, he was always like kicking around there. Yep. Uh, and Josh Reddick was like patrolling right field, and he's just. Um, a lot of these names, some of these names are, are very unfamiliar to me. Uh, Martin Maldonado back, uh, back behind the dish. Uh, I, I get, I think for like, what is it's like 15 season in Houston? Something like that. Yeah. He's been around forever. for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about Houston, except that, you know, I, I, uh, I, I expect them to win the AL West again. Um, you have the, your, your, your old buddy, uh, Hector Neris, probably pitching in the eighth inning. So uh, uh, hold your breath, uh, yep. <laughs> fans of Houston. Although Billy's players that have gone to the Astros, Ken Giles was another one who then had the weird trade to the Blue Jays. And then there was, yep. was, it, domestic, was it domestic violence. It was something bad that like yep. he left Houston at the right time. But when he was with Houston was good. And was he was actually pretty good as a Philly, but he was... He, he had his better time in, in the Astros. But yeah, uh, Hector Neris, I can tell Houston fans right now, get ready for a sinker. It might be a wild pitch if it's yeah. the runner on second and late in the extra innings. He might get to third really quick. He might be having to deal now, with 
The, the, now, G Man, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he 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 pitched much better when he wasn't uh, the closer, correct? Correct. Where he was like the eighth inning guy, the setup guy. Yeah, he started uh, his Phillies so this career. Is good, this is a good position for him then. That, yeah, he started you know, his Phillies Presley, career. Oh my bad. Yeah, Presley has a closing job, and and you know he might be the guy in waiting. But if Presley goes down, but it's probably a better position for him not in the night. Yeah, absolutely. He started his career as the setup man they had this guy Jenmar Gomez the Phillies did that was really good for like a third of the season then he stunk and everybody wanted Nearest to be the closer that he was and he was terrible as the closer then last year they couldn't lock down who the closer was they traded for uh for yeah for Ian Kennedy and so Nearest went back and he was better in that role he's yeah. he's just a very like boomer bust type player of there's a lot of wild pitches he really relies on that sinking fastball to get the job done, and when it's on, it's great. He makes guys swing and miss, but it can also result in a lot of long fly balls. So it's something to watch there. Well, yeah, Pres- <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give a comp that that uh, you're very familiar with as well as someone else who uh, has patrolled the the, the Phillies bullpen. Uh, he's David Robertson. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is a great comparison. Yeah, David Robertson who pitched like two weeks and then. Never to be seen or heard from again. He got hurt, and then, which was which was a bummer. I was so excited when the Phillies got him. I know you texted me. Another one of my Yankee fa- uh, friends was like, "You're gonna love this guy," and I was so excited. And yeah, the Phillies bullpen that that that, that thing's cursed. Uh, but that's, <laughs> you're already you're already tweeting about uh about the bullpen with uh in non safe situations. Yeah, you uh well. So you mentioned the the Sixers Bucks, you know, obviously the Sixers blow a, a 10 point lead and then there's the end of the game that they fucked up the clock and all this different stuff. But I'm here to remind everybody that as bad as Doc Rivers is with double digit leads, the Phillies bullpen is so much worse. I it, we were just we're a week away from the Phillies. Like last year, I was thinking about it. Could it get any worse? They set a franchise record of blown saves and it can. It certainly can. They're relying on Corey Niebel or how the fuck you pronounce his last name, to be the savior, and that guy's getting older. It's, it's not going to be good, but we're talking about the Astros. And I agree with you of trying to figure out how they're going to get their lineup set and figure out kind of how to go go about replacing it. Now, you still have the core, that, that top five, even that sixth hitter in Kyle Tucker, all very good. And it really, you know, Maldonado, I don't know how, I know he's platooned. He's done a lot of things. I'm looking at fan graphs. All right, they, they have him getting the lion's share instead of a close yeah. to a split. But, you know, he he's not a, you know, hit the numbers out type of hitter. He's more the defensive catcher, the kind of traditional catcher that you see. The bottom of their lineup, if they're not turning it over, if Pena or Chas McCormick, if they're not getting on base, you're finding a lot of, you know, really relying on Altuve, who obviously we know, you know, scandals aside and everything, of that he can still get on base and, and do a go- oh, yeah. job there. So oh, really, yeah. like, we have another year of Bregman. Alvarez is still... He's still super young, isn't he? He's like checking this now. He's got to be. Yeah, he's 24. Yeah, he was a rookie like two years ago or three years ago, I think. But so the, like, you still have some youth. You guys that are getting up there. Brantley's 34 now. Um, oh, Chas McCormick's from Westchester. Good for him. Uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Great town. Okay. But um, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see what this team does. I agree with you. I think they're going to win it. And we're going to get to L.A. in a couple minutes here and what the expectation might be out of that team. But I just think of seeing what, you know, the the kind of question marks that I'd say out of Oakland, well, Oakland really is selling off a ton, but 
really out of Seattle, out of Texas, and what the Angels could potentially be. Like, there's a lot of wait and see type of moments out of these teams that could really go well, but especially early in the year where you have guys and maybe it's Verlander needs to stretch his arm out. I don't know how Fangraphs has him projected 180 innings this year. That just seems like too much for a guy that pitched literally one game in 2020 and hasn't played a full season since 2019. Did he have Tommy John? Is that why he was out last year? I believe. Yeah, I believe so too. So like seeing how he responds there and, and obviously he's had a tremendous career in being able to do everything that he's done and having those shortcomings at the end of Detroit and then coming to, to Houston and being great. But we're really going to have to see this team come out of the gate. They have an incredible road trip ahead of them to start the season, starting in L.A. And then they go, they play the Diamondbacks, which, you know, whatever. And then we really see them, but they go to Seattle and then they come back. They're not home, though, for the first two weeks of this or week and a half of the season. Their home opener is April 18th. So we'll, we'll have to see how this team comes out of the gates and maybe they come out slow. Maybe Seattle or LA comes out hot and we're talking about what the Astros can do, but if they can really get it clicking, it's tough not to see them as one of the top run scoring teams in the American league. And if their pitching lives up to what it can be, they're going to be one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Yeah. I, and I know that uh, as, as the resident Yankee fan on this call that people uh, might laugh and say that I'm, you know, living in a glass house and throwing stones by saying this, but the seven, eight, nine in the Houston lineup of McCormick, Pena and Maldonado, like I'm not, I'm not scared of that. (laughs) That that's where, uh, you know, you want to get, you want to make sure that you're getting uh, whoever your six hitter is, you know, be it uh, uh, Kyle Tucker or, uh, or or Yuli, you want to get them out because you want to face seven, eight, nine in that lineup. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they they, they definitely uh, go go off a cliff there. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think that there are some exciting teams, the ALS, that can make a run at this, and then there's a team that's like has a complete fire show, which we will get to. Yes. Uh, but. I, you know, I, I, if I were making a futures bet, uh, I would probably go heavily on, on the throws to uh, capture another AOS ground. Yeah, they have them at Fangraphs, has them at projected 95 wins, which is in the American League is second best. There's the two teams in the, in the NL West that are higher. The Rays are currently higher. Then they're tied with the Brewers, which I feel like is, it's a, it's a very similar comp in terms of those two teams. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But let's move on. Actually, one last thing I do want to say. Uh, I just noticed this. Jeremy Pena from the Dominican Republic went to the University of Maine for college. So that had to be quite Ooh. the culture shock for him. <laughs> but let's keep moving. Let's go to yeah. the L- <laughs> let's go to the LA Angels who come into this season with some renewed expectations, and I feel like off the season that Shohei had last year, Mike Trout coming back healthy, adding Thor, which you know we can talk about and dive into a little bit, but now having a proven number two, or at least you know somebody that's been able to do it, the expectations are there. Mike, do you think they can live up to him? I I mean, this is I feel like this has been the um, the the rinse and repeat for uh, poor Mike Trout's career. 
Yes. Where it's like, you know, the, the, you know, they're they're running out of his prime. Like they're wasting his prime right now with some of these teams. Um, yeah, I, you know, Shohei is like, it, 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 you know, you can't even put into words how exciting he is. Like, yeah. you know, it's just such a, um, he's such a unicorn. He's such a dynamic, uh, dynamic player. I, I was, um, so last year when the Angels came to New York to play the Yankees, my buddy Drew and I were texting about like, because, you know, Shohei was going to start there and he said, I feel like we have to, we have to see Otani. Like, we really should go to this game. But the weather was going to be like pretty crappy. So we're like, eh. and the last minute we decided not to go. And Otani like didn't get out of the first inning and like didn't need, and was starting in right field. So when he got relieved, he was out of the lineup also. So we're like, oh, like it's a good thing we didn't go to that game. Little did we know there were two rain delays that game, two extended rain delays that game. And that was also the game that in the ninth inning, Chapman blew like a six run lead by allowing a grand slam to Jared Walsh. Um, uh, Matt, Matt, what, what, it's Jared Walsh, right? That's his first yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my buddy Jordan actually the next day, like, oh my God, how lucky are we? We did not go to that game. That sounds <laughs> Between. Awful. Shohei getting knocked out in the first inning, the extended rain delays, and Chapman blowing a huge lead. <laughs> that would have been the worst experience. That would have been terrible. Yes, oh my god! Absolutely. Um. So yeah, so I, I, you know, I feel I feel like this is a broken record, but I think it this season for the Angels will only go as far as the health of Trout, Otani, and Rendon. Yes. Um, you know, those three have not been healthy together on this Angels team for, I, I think, since Rendon came over, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I can't think of those three being a 3-4-5 in the lineup. And that's a scary 3-4-5 if they're all healthy and hitting to their capabilities. Uh, but that's a big if. It's a huge if. It absolutely is. And like, yeah, you can say that you can say whatever you want that Rendon's first year was the COVID year and everything there. But last year, I think, was so much more telling of Trout was hurt. Otani was doing literally everything and anything he could. And the team was still way under 500. They only won, what, 77 games. And like they, they didn't finish above 500 at home. They had a terrible road record. One of the worst in the American League if you throw the Rangers and the Orioles out. And the fact that they still couldn't do it really just it becomes health and now you add Noah Syndergaard who's missed a lot of times over the last couple of years because of injuries and like that signing looks great and everything and I just need to this is the exact same thing as the Padres of I'll believe it when I see it if this team stays healthy on paper there's a lot of exciting things to see out of them and what they could potentially do but like even just having like David Fletcher as your leadoff guy like that's not an Altuve type player of a guy that's going to get the thing started and, and get them really excited and going. So you really got to, you almost have to hope that the, the three, four, five, and depending on who you put in that two spot, if I'm seeing one right now, that they're going to put trout there. I mean, that's, that's all good and dandy. Get him as many at bats as you can. But we just talked about the bottom half of the lineup for the, the Astros, the bottom half of the lineup, or really anybody not named Otani Rendon and trout is nobody to really write home about. And that's something that no matter what team you are, 
opening day against if Justin Verlander's prime Justin Verlander, you know, you're really relying on that core to really do a lot for you. And their bench isn't really anything to write home about either. So it's really concerning if health really becomes an issue there, that their lineup could just be a snail's pace. That's true. Um, admit it, before you did research uh, for the AL West, you had no idea Matt Duffy was still in the league, did you? I had zero idea. I, I was shocked to see his name there. Him, um, <laughs> Justin Upton on this team, I didn't think he was still in baseball. was very shocked to see those names. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Max uh, Stassi. like... Yeah, Max Max Stassi's been around forever. Yeah, uh, Joe Adele. I feel like for for a few years now, people are like, "Oh, Joe Adele's gonna be the next breakout," and like we'll, we'll see something from Joe Adele. Uh, I think it's time for Joe Adele to put his money where his mouth is. This exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it's really where a lot of these guys have to try to prove something. And the other problem is, is that like, so you have Otani, you have Syndergaard. And then the rest of the rotation's not that good. Their bullpen, I don't have any real hopes for. I mean, maybe you could think that Iglesias could do some good, do some good relieving for you, and maybe be that guy. I mean, he is yep. the highest projected WAR on FanGraphs, so you're hoping that out of a closer. But really, who's setting it up? They got Archie Bradley from the Phillies. He was a fun guy to watch, but it, you know, sometimes erratic. Aaron Loop, also a former Philly, can be fun. Should be a good long reliever, but like. You know, at some point, something's got to give, and I, I just don't see it out of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if we could uh, stop down for a minute to uh, talk about something with the Phillies that uh, I didn't realize until a couple of days ago. So one of uh, one of my favorite John Boy breakdowns of the 2021 season um, did you, by the way, did you watch any of, uh, his, his blitz ball games? Th- those were a lot of fun. Those were fun. Oh, he also did a college game. hockey one recently. That was yeah. electric. Oh yeah. Yeah. So one of my, one of my favorite John Boy breakdowns last year was of the, the Phillies Nats game where, uh, Girardi had Scherzer checked like three times. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who does. Girardi get into it during that fight. I forget who this is. I remember the game and I remember when it happened because yeah. it was right when they started yeah. checking. Yeah, yeah. So the guy he gets into it with in the Nationals dugout is was his once and future hitting coach, Kevin Long. Oh my God. Yeah. So if you rewatch that breakdown, if you like look it up again. Like Girardi and Long are just yelling at each other, and Girardi gets out of the dugout and starts screaming, "Like you want to go, K Long? Like let's go! Like let's go, K Long!" That's incredible. So it was really funny when I found out like a week ago that Kevin Long was back on staff with Girardi, like buried the hatchet. But that's a a, a funny video to to watch in retrospect. I'm gonna have to go rewatch that. That's hysterical. I mean. We'll have to see. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll make sure to, uh, to, to to send it to you. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Sorry for the little. No, I like the uh, tangent. Breakdown in the uh in the, the interruption in the, the, the angels talk section. Um. Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna get with Syndergaard. Um, where he's really he's another guy who has not pitched a lot of innings the last two seasons. 
Um, and when he has pitched, like, you know, I think Met fans can tell you that he, he's been pretty frustrating. And yeah. um, I, I think that if they could do it all over again, I think they would. Um, I, I, again, this is uh, not a hot take, but they would invest in the future of uh, your guy, Zach Wheeler, instead of Syndergaard when they had both of them in their rotation. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would. <laughs> I mean, Met fans were, like, pissed. They were like, oh, he got all his money. He's going to suck now. And, it, you know, obviously it worked out well for the Phillies and hopefully continues to work out. But, yeah, Syndergaard, yeah. literally two innings in two appearances last year, didn't pitch in yeah. 2020. We just It's another huge question mark. And if he can return to that form, that slider's going, Thor's hammer, great. But I, it, I'll believe it when I see it, and I need the health there because otherwise you're looking at guys that just – aren't really dudes that can go long innings in a bullpen that really might get used a ton of, of guys that you've heard their names of whether it's Ryan Tepera, how you pronounce it, Aaron Loop, Austin Warren. I thought that was Adam Warren for a minute. So maybe not a guy, but still (laughs) guys that are, it's yeah, for, yeah. But um, you know, it's just going to be tough to see this team really, really put something together especially like we're going to talk about the the huge additions some of the teams in in the division made and it just seems like they did some that that angels fans i feel like have been clamoring for that baseball fans have because like you said mike trout's mike trout's prime everything there this is his 10th year or 11th year in the league and now like we need to see you know we want to see him in the playoffs but i just i can't see it here i'll pose this to you greg and i both think that the al east is going to send four teams to the playoffs do you think that's going to happen, or do you think some team in here or in the AL Central tries to steal that? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I I think that I think there'll be an AL West team that that sneaks in. Um, I don't think it will be the Angels. I think it will be uh one of the two teams we haven't spoken about yet. But um, yeah, I I I don't believe there will be four AL East uh, playoff teams. It'd be cool to see with the expanded playoffs. The first year they got everybody. But yeah, the Angels, they have projected to gain five wins on the year, which I don't see how they're showing that. But still, they have them at one of the best offenses in baseball. 4.7 runs runs scored per game projected. And then 4.6 runs against, which in terms of teams that finish above 500 is the worst from a quick cursory glance. The next worst is the Red Sox, which, oh, no, they have the Twins at 4.75, which sounds right. So the Angels, in the, if the Twins is the closest thing you're comparing it to and you have them at the same record, that's not good. The Twins rotation, as we talked about last time, not good. Nope. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But so hilarious. You just mentioned one of the two teams we haven't talked about. There is a third that we moved to who I'm going to check. But at for a long time since baseball ended the lockout, had spent exactly zero dollars in free agency, that being the Oakland Athletics. Fire sale. Fire sale, indeed. They traded away Matt Chapman. They really Trade away Matt Olson. Yeah, or Matt, uh, Matt Olson. Yep, he's gone as well. And, um, yeah, they uh, there's not a lot to really hope and dream for in Oakland, except for if you're a fan of, I guess, some of their their – the guys that have been on the team for a little while now, you know, and 
Maybe you're a fan of Shamanaya. Maybe you're a fan of Lou Trevino, and you got him in fantasy, and you're hoping that they, you know, play some close games in a Manaya game. But they're they're not going to be a lot to be exciting about in in Oakland this year. No, 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 not really. Uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a rough infield where you're going uh, around the horn uh, with Eric Tins, uh, Matt Kemp, Kevin Smith, and Elvis Andrews. Jesus, uh, their youngest infielder is Kevin Smith at 25. Everyone else is around or well over 30 in yeah, their infield. Yeah, there's yeah, uh, not a whole lot to say about Oakland. Um, they are, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're tanking right now. They're, they're getting prospects. They don't know how long they're going to be in Oakland. Uh, and they want to get out of the Coliseum. Um yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's not a whole lot to say about them. Uh, Bob Melvin uh, out of town now, right? Did Bob Melvin take a uh, an LS job, right? Am I making that up? Uh, I believe you're right. I think you're right. He's gone. Yeah. So, you know, Bob Melvin's been there forever. So, you know, a new, uh, new, new, new skipper in, in Oakland. Uh, I didn't write that down. So I'll <laughs> look it up. Uh, but like you said, uh, with, Shamanaya and Frankie Montes, like, are they going to be, how long are they going to be on the team? Like, I, yeah. I feel like they're still actively shopping those two. Um, and then, you know, I, they, they're going to lose a bunch of games. They're going to lose a <laughs> lot of games. Yeah. Bob Melvin now with the Padres was with the, the A's for 11 seasons. Um, been married since 1983, Wikipedia. But um, <laughs> oh. yeah, that's probably the best thing we could say about a former A, uh, current A's. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a, a matter of when do they decide to just pull the trigger, trade guys, and you know if you if you think that Manaya and Montez are guys that you want to build around, which clearly they don't want to do that right now, and they want to try to get prospects and as many as they can. There's certainly a market for it. Any team would would love a Sean Manaya or a Frankie Montez in in their you know as a one A, a one B, you know, a second or third guy, you know. There's definitely that for it, so it becomes just a question of when for them. There's no other player that I could really see them trying. Like at this point, if you're going to go into the tank, just go into the tank. Don't have the guys that are you know former former no hitter throwers, guys that have been fantasy studs. Get them out of there. If you're just gonna, and you, I've completely forgot about all the drama with them in the Coliseum. Get yeah. them out of there and just start anew. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Ramon Laureano uh, still has, I want to say, 25 games left on his suspension. Yeah. So he will be back in, in May again for what team? Who knows? Um, uh, and then James Caprellian is is also on the shelf, right? He's, yep. he's not. I think he's on the. Uh, I think he's injured right now. I don't think he's projected to be good to go anytime soon. Uh, so yeah, there's really, you know, <laughs> one of, uh, one, one of the, uh, uh, the best, uh, local color guys working, uh, Dallas Braden, who usually has something positive to say about, uh, his beloved, uh, his beloved, uh, athletics, uh, probably even he will, will struggle to have some, uh, some flower language to, talk about his uh his his boys and green green gold this year uh, i would think so too and yeah that hilariously so yahoo did the same thing during the nfl season when players had covid lariano doesn't even appear on their roster because of his suspension which yeah, i always find yeah. funny but yeah 
somehow they have him at over 500 at bats on Fangraphs, which I feel like is high unless is I guess 25 games you're in sometime in April or early May. So yeah, maybe he gets there, but yeah, that's a good point. What team for him? I mean, somebody would, would take a flyer on that. Teams have done that before. Oh yeah, I, 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 absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. There's not really much else to say about this team other than they're going to lose a lot of games. Um, they're, they might be, I don't have the odds in front of me, but they're one of those teams that you see they're over under and they like respectfully give them Bancroft has them in the seventies. That doesn't, they're going to trade people. That's take the under if that's the number, but like yeah. they, they do this with the Orioles. They'll put them at like 65 and the under is like minus 170 or something like that. Just like, don't even bet it. Cause they're going to be so bad. But if it's, if it's at 72 there, you might get some, might get some decent numbers right now. Yeah. I have a feeling when, uh, I don't want to, you know, tip tip any hand or anything, but a feeling when we do our uh, our draft of uh, our fantasy AOS teams, uh, I I don't believe an A will be selected. I don't think so either. That uh, we don't need to go all star game of require one per team because that no, would be no, 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 we no, that no. that'd be like an argument of just trying to get Sean Mania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'd we'll, have to do a coin flip. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to look yeah. it up really quickly before we move on to the to the Angels of seeing if they're why is this so far why do the AHL is your next as your next thing before the MLB so um let's see regular season wins for the Oakland Athletics is God I have to go through every fucking team to get to them um the A's it is over seventy and a half I might bet that under because that seems. Yeah. Very high. I don't think this win is get this team's getting to seventy wins, which I guess is saying no, no, that'd be sixty two wins, would be a hundred losses. But yeah, this team could lose a hundred games, and they would gladly do it in terms of what they're trying to go for and, and everything with Billy Bean and whatever his plan is, whatever they're trying to do in terms of staying in Oakland, getting out of the Coliseum, all that kind of stuff. So that might be a might be a bet, might be one to fade if you like to fade me, which is always a smart play. <laughs> but let's keep moving. We have the Seattle Mariners coming in. The Mariners, Mariners have made some moves, Mike. They have. They have. They come in after a couple seasons where they've kind of floated around. Last year they won 90 games. You know, they were floating around in the playoff conversation for a lot longer than I think a lot of people thought they would do. And oh, they, they made they made it to game 162. Did they really? I have them 90 and 72. Yeah, they made it to game 162 because the Red Sox and Yankees You're right. had 92 that. wins. And the Red Sox, like, were playing the Mariners, I want to say, in that last game. So the Red Sox lost the Mariners. Mariners would have been in a tiebreak with that. You're right. They would have played a 163. I completely forgot about that. You're right. There was drama at the end of the season, and then it completely went away, and everybody was rooting for it. And there was in the National League, too. I completely forgot this. Yeah. I uh, My one friend does, like, Google, like, as you do, the Google forms of will these things happen? And I was rooting for the mass chaos of the last weekend of the baseball season. Yeah, right? I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they are, they, you know, they're coming off of uh, their best season since, you know, since the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they, they got better. Um, they, so uh, Kyle Seeger uh, decided that there was only room in the AL West for one of the Seeger brothers so he retired, um, but 
they're able to to swing a a blockbuster deal with uh speaking of fire sales with with the reds to get yes. them uh, uh jesse winker and uh eugenio suarez yes which are both huge additions it, it helps sure up their infield a little bit helps their outfield certainly and yeah they they've done some some good moves there they, they added robbie ray we didn't mention that which yeah, they added adam adam frazier yep which you know they, they've put together something that could be it was serious threat in terms of we were talking about wild card teams of a team to to try to capitalize on you know getting there i mean the crazy thing about the the mariners is that they did it with pit with good pitching last year that really i would say outside of maybe justice sheffield wasn't really guys that you would talk about a lot unless you were really in like deep fantasy leagues and now they've they've shored up a offense that was not very good but still won them 90 games and you you know you've guys like Mitch Haniger who always is floating around in the conversation of what he can do Kalenic is a solid center fielder and now you add that infield they, they and sure up your, they still got your old buddy uh patrolling uh shortstop JP Crawford yep yeah what well, nothing but the best for JP Crawford he's like Markel Fultz just didn't work out here Glad that he's doing well, and you know, but he there is injury concerns with him. Of he never really could in. I think he's hurt right now, but I think he'll make it to opening day. But yeah. hope you know, hopefully, stays healthy. And this could be a dangerous team. I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, uh, you know, like you said, a good mix of guys that have been around for a while. You know, Tom Murphy's been there for a bit. Uh, Hanniger's been. I feel like Hanniger played with Ichiro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, been for a long time um but i you know i i think they're uh i think they have a lot of belief in themselves i think that they um you know saw last season as just like they're just getting started and you know seattle is uh is on the rise uh and uh you know uh good for them you know i i i they haven't been relevant in a very long time and so it's you know it's exciting that uh, there's a little bit of belief going on in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's exciting, you know, and I mean, it's fun to look at this roster of just how young they are. So I think that right. only getting started is probably the right you know moniker to go to. And, you know, they, this is a team that seriously bought into what they were doing last year and were able to pull off a trade like that, go out and sign a guy like Robbie Ray and get the excitement going. So it's something that like if you're a Mariners fan and seeing what they can do, it's really going to be exciting to see what happens. They start the season off against Minnesota, so their mm-hmm. offense might be one of the hottest in baseball. So we'll have to see what they end up doing. Yeah, I, I, it, I, I'm. Uh, uh, what's their uh, what's their win total? Uh, on Fangraphs, they have them at um, they have them projected at 90 wins once again, which I feel like mm-hmm. is a good number. It would have them a game shy of the four team or the four wild card or the three wild cards of the 16 playoff because they have the Yankees and Red Sox at 92 wins or is this last year? This might be last year's. Um, oh. No, did the Blue Jays win 91 games last year? Yeah, they did. Um, hold on. I think I have last year's standings. They have the, the Mariners at 80 wins. Whoa, that seems low. Hmm. That seems really low. They don't have their offense at a projected high of runs scored, which might be what's holding them back. They have their their pitching staff at both around 4.5. They have them at a projected run differential of negative six, the first of the negatives, if you will, 
of the uh, 30 teams in baseball. So yeah, the now that I'm like, now that I'm remembering, even last year when they, they made their run to, you know, game 162 and always made the, the, the playoffs, it's not like they did anything exceptionally well. And, no. and uh, yeah, they, the run differential was really bad. Um, and so I guess you could argue a regression to the mean for them and that, uh, you know, the, the numbers aren't going to lie. But I, you know, I they 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 definitely got better. Their their, their infield is better. Um, uh, the the top of the rotation is better with Robbie Ray. You know, say what you will about his Cy Young, but like he won the Cy Young last year. Yeah. Um, the the back of the bullpen with Seawald and Second Rider, I think is going to be pretty solid too. Um, yeah, I, I you know I I'm. I, I, I guess I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on Seattle, but I am too. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and they have, uh, speaking of Ken Giles, he is a Mariner. They also have Sergio Romo, who's still kicking it around. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they could be exciting. And it's, it like you said, they haven't been relevant in a while. It's always fun when a team like that, you know, pulls itself out of the ashes to see. But I do think a big knock against them is that when you start to get to the back half of their rotation that it could get dangerous in terms of seeing a lot of runs scored a lot of bullpen games maybe not necessarily the the opener but a lot of games where you're using a lot more relievers getting innings out of them so if you're going to really leverage Robbie Ray Marco Gonzalez even Curtis Flex or Chris Flexen and see what they can do you know you you got to watch out for your Logan Gilberts whoever ends up being their fifth starter and seeing what happens on that fourth and fifth day yeah 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 I'm with you but I am. I too am bullish on them. I'm. I cannot tell, unless you have a, one final point about the Mariners. No, I'm good. I cannot tell if I am bullish on the Texas Rangers or not. What is your thought on them? All right. So a little little background. So last night, uh, I was actually a guest on uh, the the Silent Podcast podcast uh, about. Um, the the penultimate week of the uh, Australian Survivor season. Yeah. Uh, and so um, uh, the you know, RHAP patron, uh, uh, Jay, Jay Orich, hosts that one, Jason Orich. Mm-hmm. Um, good guy. Uh, but when I told him that I'd be covering AOS, he said, hey, put some love on my Texas Rangers, <laughs> the, the new look Rangers. And so... Uh, they are definitely the New York New York Rangers. They, yes. they were not afraid to spend money. Where they uh, made a big splash with uh, signing, uh, uh, <laughs> you almost called him Trevor, but Marcus Simeon. Yep. Uh, and uh, and Corey Seager uh, comes to comes to Arlington. Um, yeah, I, I think that they are. They they're they're. I, I think they're going for it this year. Yeah, they certainly are. They, um, you mentioned it. They signed Seager. I forgot to say this when you talked about Kyle retiring. Apparently, the Rangers approached him about playing with his brother, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good." Oh, wow. but they also they signed Brad Miller, the ultimate but bench Kyle, guy. Kyle's the kind of guy that like he he wanted to play for Seattle's entire career. Yeah, yeah. I think he didn't he turn down a trade, or he asked not to be traded when they asked him at some point. Probably. Yeah that that sounds about right. But they did. But so Brad Miller, who ultimate bench guy, the the lucky bamboo that he brought into the Phillies dugout, he uh-huh. it cannot be understated of what a good bench signing that is. Even if it's just that he ends up not playing a ton, it, the 
one projected lineup I have has him starting at, at third base, which would be awesome to see to get have him have an everyday starting job. But that, I mean, even just putting him in the middle of the lineup towards the bottom, but having Simeon, Seeger, Nathan Lau, who we were both pretty high on when we did this, I think it was either last year or two years ago. And when we were, yeah. we were kind of, we did the Oakland A's conversation that we just had, but we were quickly like trying to do positives on the Rangers. But he's really coming to coming to his own. Same with uh, Adolis Garcia, Cole Calhoun, who I forgot is still on a, on the Rangers. Also yeah, really yeah. solid. They, they, they got uh, they got double Calhoun. They their, do. Their <laughs> but they could. I mean, this team they they're going to mash the ball well. And now that they can actually get guys on base for Garcia for Slovak and get you know get those guys hitting a bunch of home runs, you know they're you're going to get a lot of less solo shots, and that's kind of what you need in baseball if you're going to go to the three. You know, the three perfect outcomes of strikeout, home run, and and what is it, fly out or whatever the third one is. But oh, walk, walk, walk strikeout, and is. home run. Um, which which one of you know one of their former players uh, it has uh, has perfected that. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, the Yankees uh, left fielder slash center fielder Joey Gallo. Joey Pica de Gallo. <laughs> Um, another person to watch uh, this season if they can have a bounce back uh, is, is Mitch Garver. Well, yes. Mitch Garver had a couple career years in Minnesota and then had a couple stinkers in a row. Yep. Uh, so Minnesota's going all in on Gary. And, uh, you know, Garver, they ended up trading in the deal that... Yeah, it turned into a three-way deal, deal got right? got them Carter Falefa before they... They flipped into the Yankees. Yep. Yeah. When that when that deal went down, I didn't realize he was on the Twins, and then I realized there was like a quick boom, 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 triple or three way trade there. But yeah, I think you're right. I think finding him, I think if it ends up being some sort of platoon situation with um, what's their other catcher's name with with Trevino, Trevino, however you pronounce his name, whatever ends up happening there. I mean. This is a team of guys outside of the big names of guys who kind of had their lows. And now, you know, they traded for Spencer Howard a year ago. Lowe's playing first base. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they traded for Spencer Howard a year ago who just never really got it going with the Phillies. And if he bounces back and is the top pitching prospect, the Phillies always hoped he was going to be, he's projected to be in the back half of their, their rotation. I mean, the rotation could be pretty solid Here, with John Gray. Say. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. If in the year 2022, your opening day starter is John Gray, I I, I, I don't know. I don't think you have the, I don't think you have the arms there, Texas. No, I, I agree there. But it. you know, I think their offense could be exciting with some of these these signings. But John Gray is, is your opening day starter in 2022. Yeah. Him, Dunning. I mean. If they're pitching well, Martin, if they pitch Martin to being, Perez. if they're pitching to being top top rotation guys, you know it could be the the comeback of the century. But I mean, to be fair, Fangraphs has John Gray at 169 innings pitched. Everyone else is under 140, which just uh-huh. isn't great. You're relying on the bullpen a ton, and Joe Barlow could find himself with you know a pretty good season and went pretty high in my auction draft for fantasy, but. I don't know the rest of their bullpen. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what they end up doing because you have guys. You have Spencer Howard, kind of, you know, kind of on the back end of the of the rotation, kind of in the bullpen, which he kind which he did with the Phillies. 
You have Garrett Richards on that team who's trying to like refine himself. You got starters to be long-term relievers, but I don't know. That's a really good point that pitching is going to be a really big question mark for them, and that's you know kind of what it comes down to for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's going to be, um, you know, I, you know, a couple seasons ago when Texas had like kind of a surprisingly adequate season, they were hovering around 500, but their rotation was led by, um, was led by Lance Lane and Mike Miner, who yep. both had like fantastic seasons. And I feel like that was a season where, uh, where, uh, no, maybe, I think, never mind. That was the COVID team. I was going to say that was a season that they also had, uh, had Corey Kluber, but Kluber like hurt himself in the first inning. But no, he was still in Cleveland then. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, you remember the, the year where Lance Lynn and Mike Miner were both like top five Cy Young guys. Yeah, I absolutely like, do. It was like two seasons ago. Yeah. It was insane. And he and Lance Lynn now deservably got his money from the White Sox and is still yeah. a top guy. And then they traded Kyle Gibson for Spencer Howard in kind of a retool, get younger. And now they've gone out and spent that money that they didn't spend on pitching. So, well, you know. They're going to put their money where their mouth is in terms of offense. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think that I think that Texas will – I feel like the Rangers will be in a lot of, like, eight, seven games this season. Yes, they, uh, they have a higher projected runs for on fan graphs than a lot of the teams we just talked about, but their runs against is over five per game. Yeah. They had a minus 190 run differential, which I feel like – it may not be that bad this year because they have a better top of their lineup, but it's still, I mean, their lineup's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see Rangel, Ran, Rangels, Rangers Angels series of not great pitching, pretty good offenses going up against one another. But like yeah. if you're facing the top half of the Astros rotation, if you're facing before he leaves Oakland, Manaya or Montez or Montez, um, those might get tough, but yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> have you? Um, <laughs> and this is more just like general baseball questions for you. Uh, have you sounded off on uh, uh, that? Your thoughts on the K Rod broadcast? What that's going to be like? I have not yet. So I was wondering, is that official that they're doing that? Oh, it's official. Yeah, yeah. ESPN has like a, 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 a like a logo. They announced what dates they're going to have the K Rod broadcast. Uh, they're actually going to get a playoff series themselves. No way. So that's exciting for uh, for for Michael K. I'm sure, I know he's very excited about that. Yeah. Michael K is great. And it would be fun. I mean, I was hoping that there would be some after Joe Buck signed with ESPN that we might get the Joe Buck A-Rod broadcast. <laughs> right, right. And that that could be exciting. But that it could be fun. Michael K is really good. I speak a little biasly from my you know listening to games of him doing it with my dad of when he was here when he was still alive and was a Yankee fan so I've gotten yeah. the experience there and seeing it but like his show was great I've heard clips on it all over Twitter and Instagram and all that so it'll be fun I um I was up and down on the Manning cast for Monday Night Football it was fun okay. at times other times it was tough so I don't know it'll so be- here's here's what I would do with the, the with, with, with the Mannings is if it was a game that I didn't care much about. I would watch 
the Mannings a little bit, but mostly I would like look up their highlights. Yeah. The next day on YouTube. Yeah. So that's, that's the way the to do one, it. The one past Monday night game this past season was they, it was against the Bills, the game in Buffalo where Mac Jones threw two passes all game and the Pats just like ran, 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 and ended up winning the game. Yeah. You remember that game? I do. Yeah. So that was the only Manning cast. And so what I did was I DVR'd the Manning cast. Interesting. And watched the, the you know, the, the Levy, Greasy, Riddick regular broadcast. Yeah. Knowing that if the Pats had lost, I just would have deleted the, the recording of the DVR. Yeah. But because they won, what I did was I would watch like 20 minute snippets of the Manning cast before work, like every day that week, where I was just like, now that they won, like, you know, it's, it's kind of like ESPN classic where you're like, yeah. oh, you want to like, you know, watch, uh, you know, rewatch this game. They won. That was a great game. And now like, oh, I get to hear their perspective the entire time. But like knowing that they won. Um, that was, you know, speaking of Joe Buck, that, that was the game where they had Joe Buck on and uh, and Buck like completely bodied uh, Peyton, where he completely, <laughs> completely um, uh, like got him good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that, that was, that that's was, a good way to do it. I was going to say like, do they do a condensed highlight package of them with like the good one-liners when they have a guest on? Like, so Emily and I, yeah, got so like the more, the, so like the morning after, if you just like looked up Manning cast, like, Oh, here's 10 minutes of the Manning cast. Yeah. You know, the, the, the best of their, with their guests and, you know, other, you know, other, other stuff. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, with the, when the Eagles were on, I wouldn't watch it. I'd just watch the regular game or I'd be at a bar or something. But the um, sometimes I tune <laughs> yeah. into it if like, I, you know, they do the SNL where they have the fucking board and they show who's on. And there's some where it's like, all right, I'm not going to tune into the, the third quarter because they have this person on and, right. and that stuff. Like I'd flip back and forth. But at times during the regular season, it started to wear on me of like, all right, we got another one. Like it was fun. Like it was a fun, trivial concept. So like with Sunday Night Baseball and having the, the K-Rod cast, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'll definitely tune into some to see how it is. But. If it's a game that, like, if the Phillies are I playing, wanna, I want to say, I want to say, Jordy, that they're only doing like ten of them. They're not okay. doing, yeah. It's not every Sunday. Okay, no. that's good. No, All right. No, no. Well, I'll, I'll probably tune in. I mean, like, I I always check that kind of stuff out. It's just it, yeah, it, it wore on me a little bit, but it'll be exciting. You know, it's it's good that baseball's trying to. And do... I'm sure they'll do the same thing they did with the Manicast, but the next day they'll have the highlights on yeah. on YouTube. So at the very least, you can like, all right, let's see what this is all about. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. I mean, it's nice that baseball's trying something different, right? And that they're trying to like get, they're trying to A, imitate the NFL, which is, again, the NFL is king, so good there. But B, mm-hmm. like, I read something today about how like Major League Baseball is going to lose all these fans with streaming and all that stuff and like how they're using Apple TV Plus and all that. And, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd tune into the YouTube game and sometimes that'd be interesting, throw it on my second computer at work. And, you know, it's just nice that baseball's trying something to try to reach out to a new audience that way. And whether or not it's just it's huge in New York because it's New York, it's Yankee people and elsewhere, like they got to retool it to try to attract the 
St. Louis crowd or whatever it happens to be. It, it'll be, you know, something to work on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I always find A-Rod um, better when he feels a little bit looser and like can be a little goofier and not, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, not as beholden to like, oh, I'm the prime broadcast. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I guess that takes us. So let's do projections of sure. what, where we think he's, he's going to finish. So we both have the Astros first. Do we both have the Mariners second? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I do too. I, well, I go, I go, I go Astros, Mariners, Rangers, Angels, Apes. Yeah. I, I flip the Angels and the, the Rangers, but I think it's a significant step down from Seattle. Uh-huh. It'll be, again, it's just like a, both teams, not a lot of pitching. There's some superstar names. I mean, like, if Corey Seager's healthy the whole year and it's having, like, an MVP type of season, he could easily carry that team pretty well, I think. It's just the bottom half of both of those lineups, we talked about it. It's just either old or who? It's, you know, it's right. it's tough. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. But so, we haven't done one of these. It only feels appropriate to... Do it with you, the Michael J. Clark. Really, you haven't done them in, in well, the, we, the other the other previews. Huh? So the other previews we did with me and Greg, which Greg and I, you've been on a sh- you've been on plenty of shows with Greg and I, where yeah. we talk for two hours and somehow have only covered three teams. So we ran <laughs> out of time there. One was an in person show, and and my computer died in the middle of it. That was the NL West. Um, the Central we should have done with Brady, and I think I just I think that show ran a little bit long. I forget. What are the, oh, this is the fourth division. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So we have not done one yet, but All yeah, right. let's dive into it. Do you want to start with pitching? Do you want to start catcher and go outward? Uh, you know, yeah. You got you to start uh, uh, behind the dish. Let's do it. Um. All right. I'll let you pick first. And I okay. will go from there. Um, I will start the proceedings with uh, Tom Murphy in Seattle. That's a good one. That is a very good one. All right. I will go. Ooh, do I believe in him? Do I want anybody else? Um, I'll hope that he bounces back. I'll take Mitch Garver for catcher. Yeah, that's, that's, probably, that's probably the right pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we doing? Do I get second two or do we go back? Yeah, to you? you get you get first base now. Okay. Um. All right. So for me, for first base, I am gonna go with. Um, I'll stay in Texas. I'll go with Nate Lowe. Really? All right. I I, I thought you'd force my hand into either uh either Jared Walsh or Yuli Gurriel. Yeah. Um, Jared Walsh is a good one, but or you you pick and then I'll I'll give my comment. Yeah, I w- I I will go. I will go with Walsh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh. I couldn't go with with Gurriel. I just I don't know why I couldn't um. But yeah, I, I like I mentioned. I hope I don't know how to feel about the Rangers, but I hope they. Uh-huh. I hope there's some excitement out of them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, at second, just to prevent you from going in all Texas offense, <laughs> uh, give me uh, give me Marcus Simeon. All right, that's a good one. That that was the layup. Um, yeah, I'll take Altuve then. Oh, full full force. Yeah. Uh, so am I? And, and as as. As you know, 
when talking about the infield, you go second to third. Yes. You go four or five. Yes, I was about to, I was about to confirm that with you. Yeah, so third base. Um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Bregman. All right, this is a tough one. I'm between two. Um, just because I'm more confident in him being healthy all year, give me. Uh, I'll take Eugenio Suarez. That's a good one. That is a good one. I um. Oh man. Yeah, um, you messed up by letting me take catch yeah. first, buddy. Oh, uh, well, I'll, I'll just hope he's, hope he's healthy. I'll hope he's healthy. I'll take Corey Seager. At short, I'm taking Corey Seager. But <laughs> oh, you took him? Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. All right, there you go. Um, I thought it was my pick, and you didn't take him. All right, so for me, for short, um, oh, man, real, uh, <laughs> Ooh, real drop off here. I'm. Yeah. Oh. I'll just go with JP Crawford and hope he stays healthy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, your first outfielder. Yeah. So, are we just doing general outfield? Or are we doing general across the board? Yeah, yeah, we don't really need to be beholden to positions. Um, I'll take Mike Trout then. <laughs> All right. Considering All right. I don't know what we're classifying a certain player as. Sure. Um, <laughs> I will take uh, Mike Brantley. And uh, oh, um, uh, Adoli Garcia. Well, that's a good one. Um, then for me, I will take Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, bu- 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 hold the phone. Um, he just took Garcia right. So, no. oh man, this is tough. Um, I will then take. Um, I'll go with. It's tough because it's separated by actual position and not just. I can't just get regular outfielders. Um. Don't like my other options in center. Please load right field. Um, I will go with. Uh, I'll go Jesse Winker. It's a good pick. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna do it. Uh, I was gonna do it myself. Uh all right. So to close out my outfield, I will take. I'll take Willie Calhoun. Oh, that's a good one. I almost went with him. I guess then I'll take I'll take Kyle Tucker. Close out my outfield. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I, I, I have my DH, and you have a DH as well. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Universal DH, and it's the American League. Um, I'll yeah. go with Alvarez. All right, I'll go with Otani. There you go. All right. Uh, I wasn't sure what we were classifying him as. Um, so. Do we? How many starters are we doing? Are we doing one starter, one Just, bullpen? I, I think I think two starters and a closer. I like that. I like it. All right. So since I picked the first officer player, you can pick the first uh, pitcher. Um. In that case, I will. I'll take Robbie Ray. Okay. Uh. So I'll go with Otani the pitcher. 
There you uh, go. Fantasy baseball rules. <laughs> uh, and I, while, we, while I still can, I'm checking my phone right now for alerts. While I still can, I'll take Sean Benaya. <laughs> yeah, and while I still can, I'll take Frankie Matas. <laughs> <laughs> and then your closer to wrap up. Um, That is a really good. I'll just go with Presley just for best team. <laughs> Sure. Uh, I'll go with uh, uh, potential, uh, and I'll roll the dice with uh, with uh, Stefan Rider. Oh, I like it. I like that a lot. There you go. He was he was a very solid closer for a while, and uh, a good setup man too. Real real good uh, utility player in terms of a bullpen arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my but Mike, any final thoughts on baseball? Yeah, I, I, you know I. I you know, you know, I love baseball and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about, uh, very excited about the season coming back. I, I think that, um, you know, <laughs> Yankee Twitter is, is not happy um, with uh, Cashman and, and how and the team that they put together, but, you know, uh, it, you know, it, now's the time for optimism right where yep. <laughs> you know before the season starts you know you can still go 162 and 0 um i you know i i'm, I'm looking looking forward to some bounce back years for some people and uh i think it's, it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be a, a fun baseball season yeah it should be a really fun season i think you mentioned it with the double headers i think that's gonna add such an interesting wrinkle now they're back to nine innings and just how teams are gonna navigate through those and when they come into play and, and see how everything goes there. Um, and it, yeah, it's going to be a fun year. The last year of this completely unbalanced schedule. We didn't talk about that. Are you excited? The, uh, the Phils, I know the Phillies and Yankees play all the time, but that you get to see these national league teams come to Yankee stadium at least once yeah, every two years. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's going to be, uh, it'll be good. I think like the, I think the Cubbies uh, make a, make a trip to the Bronx this year. Oh, that's so fun. That'll be, uh, that, that, that'll be, fun to uh to see uh the, the the david ross bunch um even though you know a, a lot of that team has been kind of picked away yeah uh but no i, I i'm looking forward to um i i think the uh the scheduling for next season where you know everyone plays everyone is gonna make for uh, a very, uh, a very fun, you know, some matchups that you don't see every day. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be fun. And it'll be really cool to see, like I've said this before, it, it makes more sense of having at least more balance in terms of interleague. I don't know how they'll end up taking those games out of the intra league play, whether or not oh. it's just now you play your division a lot less or do they, and do they even further do that by adding in more interdivision games and stuff like that? But it makes more sense with the expanded playoffs of just having more of an idea of, you know, you went 90 and 72 and so did that team. And you played very similar schedules because previously you, you might've gotten lucky that you drew, you know, the AL West when every team was bad, except for the Astros. So you got, you know, 15 games where, or 12 games where it was, you know, subpar opponents where one, the, you know, another team had to go play the AL East or something like that. So It'll be fun that way. It'll be easier to decipher when the playoffs come around and it'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, 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 you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always, 
excited to talk baseball. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. You know, if anyone ever wants to share any uh, baseball thoughts with me, uh, you can always uh, find me on Twitter, uh, tweeting mostly about reality TV and the New York Yankees. Uh, but I'm uh, at MJCSZN. Um, and I am actually going to be, I, I think I can announce this uh, pretty soon. I'm going to be a guest on, uh, like I said, I, I taped already yesterday on Silent Podcasts about uh, Survivor AU. Uh, that episode's already out, so you can go find that uh, with um, Silent Podcasts. But I'm actually also going to be uh, talking about uh, an upcoming episode of Top Chef. Oh that. hell yeah! So, yeah, I uh, I've really been enjoying uh, the, the the Texas season. Um, the I'm sorry, Houston. They already did Top Chef Texas. Yes, Top Chef Houston. Uh, yeah, there are already a few a few people that I'm very much rooting for that I watch and, and I I desperately want to taste their food. Um, including one person who can't taste his own food, but I feel terrible for him. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's been a fun season so far. Um, what else have I been watching? I watched. I don't. I, I don't know if you and uh, and uh, uh, and Emily got into this at all, but uh, I watched all of Inventing Anna and uh, wasn't sure if I wasn't sure if it was a good show, but I enjoyed the journey and I enjoyed watching it. So that was. Uh, on Netflix, yeah, uh, and I'm enjoying. Uh, I'm enjoying um, uh, the 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 winning time, the the, the show uh, on HBO Max, the one that broke up, uh, <laughs> the one that broke up Will Ferrell out of the cake. Yes, yeah, we watched. We've only watched well, the first episode, but it was really good. I liked it a lot. That G Man, and and I I I love Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's brilliant. One of the best comedic actors. Ever. Like I, I love Will Ferrell so much. Yeah. John it, C. Riley looks so much like Dr. Jerry Buss. I cannot picture Will Ferrell playing that part. No, I can't either. And uh it was yeah, so we watched the first episode, we need to catch up on it, but it I liked it a lot and it, it certainly seems like a good it's going in the right direction in terms of that. So I'm glad that it's continuing to hold up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 an episode behind, but Okay. Uh, it's uh yeah I'm I'm yeah and, and, and another thing I'm looking forward to uh in April I'm sorry we're getting a little TV talk but as someone who used to host a TV podcast you know you know you're gonna kind of get into it oh I love it um <clears throat> another thing I'm looking forward to in April uh is, is the final season of Better Call Saul oh yeah that does come out soon yeah that's a yeah, yeah that's a good one um hilariously about inventing Anna so I have not watched it yet I'm sure yes. my wife and I will watch it soon but so I was at my stepbrother's bachelor party in Phoenix this past weekend and on my flight home the girls there's a girl sitting across the aisle for me and another woman sitting in front of her and the woman sitting next to me or across the aisle must have just seen what this woman was watching and just decided like oh that looks good I'll watch that so she started the flight watching an episode of this show, and I was trying to figure it out of seeing who's in the cast and whatnot. I'm like, what show is this? And the woman in front of her is watching the Ryan or the the Adam Project, the Ryan Reynolds movie that just yeah, came out on yeah, Netflix, yeah, 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 yeah. which I haven't yeah, seen yeah. yet, but uh, I've heard good things. But so <laughs> then the episode ends of Inventing Anna for this woman. She puts on the Adam Project. So she's like maybe a half hour behind or however long. Then the movie ends for the woman in front. 
she puts on Inventing Anna, and then the woman behind the woman behind her puts Inventing Anna back on. So she must have been getting inspired this whole this whole flight. <laughs> Which uh, that's that's fantastic. Um, um, I, I remember I once was on. Uh, like a mega bus from New York to Boston. Okay. And the person sitting diagonally from me was watching on her computer an old Survivor season. Oh my God. No, no, really. no. This is where it gets bizarre. The old Survivor season she was watching, Redemption Island. Oh my God. <laughs> a true completionist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, is, is that that Elrod on that screen across from me? <laughs> sure was. Oh my god. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> you should probably you should probably grab this up for like, what are they talking, what are they talking about? About TV on the AL West preview. No, th- well, this is always a good thing about when you and I get together. I mentioned with Greg that we talked for three hours and I've only talked about two teams. But like it's always good to have this kind of stuff. And if people are tuning out at the end, you know, whatever. Thank you for for listening to the baseball part. But people like to hear what we're up to and all that good stuff. Especially yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. you mentioned, you hosted a TV podcast, so your thoughts on TV are always more than appreciated on this show. I feel like I, I, I also I feel like the first the 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 cold open and the first sketch or two and weekend update this week are going to be like must watch for us oh my god because the, you know you know they're gonna completely get into the slack they have to they absolutely yeah. have to i wonder yeah. if chris rock comes back to do something about it I, I i he is on tour so i do not know oh that's a good point because i know that he i think is in boston right now honestly. okay so i don't know that he will but yeah uh no but you know his hosting is is gerard carmichael and Gerard Carmichael could easily be like inserted into yeah, the that's whole, a really good one. I did yeah. see a video yeah. today of uh, Will Smith after the Oscars rapping and dancing with his statue in hand to getting jiggy with it at his after party. Have you seen this video? I have not, but it's a quite power move. It's it's fucking epic. It's incredible to see. But um, yeah. What what am I watching? We're watching Top Chef. We're watching Survivor, obviously. Um. We've been watching because we finished Drive to Survive. We've been watching the Formula One season, which when we were talking about the the K Rod cast, I was thinking like they have the the condensed recap of the race the next day on YouTube. So they probably mm-hmm. it sounds like have something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. So that that uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad you you've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. If you uh, I didn't. So Emily watched it all when she was in grad school. I watched it after her, but it's. It's quite entertaining. The races are fun, and if you're not a racing fan, the show is great in, in and of itself. The, the drama, the amount these these drivers respect, but also hate each other, especially if they're on the same team. It, it's fun. The personalities are wild. The, like the basically the managers of the team, the guys that are like in the pit doing everything. Um, it's a really good show. And what else are we watching? We um, at winning time we started. Um, we watched The Bachelor, but that ended. Uh, there's really much else that we've gotten into recently. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did watch. We need to catch up on it. But have you watched Abbott Elementary? Oh, yeah, I, I'm caught up. I, I, I love it. It's, yeah. it's so it's so it's so it's so it's such a such a good show. It is a great show. If you haven't watched it and you're a fan of just good 
it's a teaching show. It's a show in Philly, so there's a lot of Philly references and everything. It's it's really good. And yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> it's the thing where um, Gregory doesn't like pizza, so he like oh, lies yeah. and makes up that like he likes Baltimore style. Yeah. And so <laughs> trying to Baltimore to get him a pizza. <laughs> It was very, it's it's very fun. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, any last thoughts? I know we just went on some TV. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, no. This is, uh, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to, to talk, uh, talk, talk sports and, 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 and TV with you there, buddy. I, uh, I, I'm always, uh, happy to get involved. Absolutely dude. Well, we'll make sure to have you on in the regular season. Hopefully, uh, I was thinking about it. My regular season coverage in the past two seasons has been all over the board. So hopefully get back to more traditional weekly shows. So we'll have to have you on for multiple, multiple shows for there. You and bet. Get, the, get the rematch with Greg. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. indeed. <laughs> well, you already did your social media plug. So everybody go follow Mike. Everybody follow us. Thunder BLG, Thunderbug Sports on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen cart, wherever your pods. But for Michael J. Clark, I am Jordy Cannell. Enjoy your weekend. The NL Central is coming soon, so look out for that. But until then, baseball's almost back. Get ready, baby.